My name's Paul Murphy and over the last two decades, one thing has constantly intrigued me. How do we get a consistent flow of targeted traffic to generate incredible profits and at the same time set up processes and systems that remove all the stresses and headaches that come with online marketing? Together, we will discover the unknown strategies that exist right now on how to set up powerful marketing systems that allow us to turn our businesses around fast and give us the power to not live life on someone else's terms that we never signed up for in the first place, but have the lives we always dreamed of. Traffic's the question, and this podcast will give you the solutions. Now, on with today's episode. Hey, what is up, guys? How's it going? So I've just come back from my uh, fifth or sixth swim on the sea this week, because I live right on the seafront, and we have had glorious weather in the UK, and when we do... I get out on that beach and I read, actually. I read and I listen to podcasts and I swim and I, uh, yeah, I, I go in a good two or three times. So I got back anyway. I was kind of thinking about some stuff that I think will really help you, right? And like one of the things that happened to me, like for years and years and years, I wanted to become an actor, right? I wanted to become an actor and the knowledge I have now, if I wanted to be an actor, I would go about it completely differently, right? And there's a couple of reasons why. And this will apply, what I'm going to obviously explain to you now, it will apply in anything you do. There's always a side door. There's always a way that you can get in, right? But you've got to think outside the box and you've got to think about what's the least resistance, right? What's the thing that will get you there? But most people don't think like that, right? Most people don't even kind of have that question in their head and they'll do the grind and they'll do the grind and they'll do the grind until they finally get somewhere. But the funny thing is, if you're hungry and you want to do something, there are loads of ways in and people will spot that hunger and people will be able to kind of guide you and help you. There's thousands of people out there that want to help people that want to succeed, right? But what we tend to do is follow the sheep, right? Follow the the patterns that everyone else is doing. So I'll give you a couple of examples of what I mean, right? So first of all, I wanted to become an actor, right? Now, there are like thousands and thousands of people auditioning all the time for drama schools. There's seven, I think seven accredited drama schools in this country that'll get you the the parts. You know, at the end of that, you'll get an agent and you'll get the the right agent that's going to get you into television, get you into um, theatre, whatever it is you want to do, right? And then even then, obviously, there's kind of a lot of, people out of work right maybe not so much in the last 10 years with the uprise of netflix and all these other like prime tv and all these other apps that make all these shows and sky and uh you know they there's a lot more work available i think um but back when i started like there was four channels right and then <laughs> there was the movie industry and that was it right that was kind of what you were trying to get into but here, here's my original route, and I'll explain what I would do now if I, if, I, if I still had that desire, right? So my original route was go to drama school, go to college for two years, which was my BTEC National Diploma, right? And do a performing arts uh, diploma, right? Or you could do A-levels or whatever. Then the next thing is to either apply for drama school or to go and do a HND, a higher national diploma, and then maybe apply for drama school. Right. Um, but a lot of people in my course would were going straight to drama school. Right. And I auditioned for all the top drama schools. Um, there was 30, 30 to 50 people, sometimes even 100 people auditioning on the same day. 
And something I picked up on quite quickly was that you had to fill out these kind of massive forms. You had to pay to audition. It was back then, this was in 1999 I was auditioning. Um, you had to pay 50 to 60 to 70 pounds per audition. And they were doing these open auditions for months on end. And I know, like, you could do the maths, right, and work out that they were actually funding a lot of what they were doing in the drama school just from these audition fees, right? But there was only 30 places for these accredited schools because everyone in the country was doing the same thing, right? And I, there were kind of levels. You'd you'd go and audition in front of each other and then you get to the next level, next level, next level. And on, on each one of these occasions, I never once got to the second level. Not once, right? And I just spent two years at college, right? Now, bearing in mind, like, I, I know that I made mistakes with my audition. I wasn't as prepared as some of the others. I wasn't as good. But even still, right, let's say I was, right? When I filled out that form, there was a box on that form that said, can you afford the fees? And I had to tick no, right? Now, bearing in mind, obviously, if they give a place to somebody, they want to make sure that they, those people can afford to be there. They did have, a, like, one or two scholarships, which meant your fees were paid, but out of 30 places, they were going to obviously give those to the ones that were the most talented in their eyes. And so you were kind of like even reducing your odds even further, right? So I realized quite quickly by ticking that box, I was pretty much not getting through to the second round. And they were just saying, thank you very much. 50 pounds in our back pocket. See you later, <laughs> right? Because there were thousands of people auditioning for 30 spaces, doesn't take a genius to work out. And actually, a few years later, I actually met somebody who actually worked at one of those schools and they said, yeah, you're bang on. That's exactly how it works. And, um, you know, but I'd already figured that out. And and then years later, I was kind of thinking like, well, how, you know, if you were going to do something, like how can you get in? But then, you know, now I'm kind of in my early 50s and I've had a bit of life experience and I've seen a few things that have happened. And actually, it's not that difficult to get in. Because if you want to, like, sidestep, you want it to be an actor, for instance, you want to see what's the least resistance. Well, what is the thing that they're struggling for in Hollywood? Well, they're actually struggling for writers, right? And there's quite a few people that have written their way in. Um, Sylvester Stallone was an extra for years, and he wrote Rocky, right? And um, Rocky was... Um, was um, I mean, it kind of wasn't a boxing movie. The first, the first movie was a boxing movie, but it wasn't. It was more of a psychological about this person coming from the streets and, you know, how he kind of built his success and, you know, his relationship with his wife, his girlfriend at the time, and then he became wife. Amazing film. And then subsequently, all the other Rockies after that all become sort of more action movies, right? And he became an action star. But, but in the 70s, he was a extra right he wrote rocky that was his way in because what does hollywood have a shortage of writers so if you can write something then you've got a much bigger chance and you can put the stipulation on that script on who gets to play the part obviously if you've written something that hollywood wants you can call the shots right (laughs) so you know this is the way in Uh, another example of that would be um Matt Damon and Ben Affleck were, again, they were actors in Hollywood. They were living together. They were friends. And they weren't getting the parts that they thought they deserved. And they wrote Goodwill Hunting, which ended up winning the Oscar, right? And they got Robin Williams to play the lead. And, yeah, they, they basically um, wrote their way into Hollywood. 
in England, we've got um, somebody called James Corden, right? And again, he was getting some parts. He was doing all right. But he then went and wrote a sitcom in the UK called Gavin and Stacey with somebody else, um, wrote his way in. And he ended up being like a mega celebrity in the States because he had the late, late show with James Corden, right? But in the UK, he got his break by writing his way in, right? And that's, you wouldn't have heard of him in the States, right? If, it hadn't, if he hadn't have done that, because he wouldn't have been able to go over there and get offered all this other stuff, right? So this is the thing, right? What is the least resistance? Now, if I was going to go and be, get into Hollywood, there's two ways I'd go about it. First of all, I'd probably see if I could write my way in, right? I would literally see if I was any good at writing. If I wasn't, I'd get somebody to help me write something, right? Ghostwriters, use, use AI to help me write something now. You know, in the modern world we live in, obviously we can do that, right? So we can do whatever we want. So that's the first thing. The other thing I, that I see a lot of people doing is getting in through comedy, becoming stand-up comedians and then getting in that way. Now, I don't know if that's the path to least resistance or if a harder path, but I would give it a go, right? I don't think it's as easy. Uh, I, I don't think it's as hard as auditioning thousands of people for 30 places at a drama school. And again, you can kind of create your own career. You can kind of, if you become obsessed with comedy, you could basically make sure that you got to a certain level. It's kind of on you. Whereas if you go and audition at a drama school, it's not on you, it's on them, right? And if you can't tick the box you're not going to get anywhere anyway, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I wanted to, yeah, shoot this episode and say, like, what is, you know, what is it in your industry, right? Like, where do you want to get to? What do you want to do? Now, something that happened to me in the industry, which kind of, like, increased my status and increased my wealth, like, dramatically, was that um, I actually uh, got to know somebody in the industry. I got a side door entry. I had a bit of luck that came up. I was doing all right. Obviously, we have a, a powerful system, but I reached, like, as a result of this, I managed to reach a much bigger audience. And that was by being brought on as, a, uh, as the first ever guest speaker with Groove Digital Presents from Mike Fulsame. And, you know, that's a bit of timing, the right place at the right time. But I also had a solid offer, right? And if I hadn't had that, then it wouldn't have happened, right? And, you know, the, the, the fact is that ever since then, I've, you know, my business has gone from strength to strength. Like literally that was a catapult for my business. Um, so, you know, that was kind of a side entry for me because I didn't know anybody. I was reaching out to people in the industry. No one wanted to know who I was or care who I was. You know, I had, you know, I was in all the leaderboards, but people just weren't really paying much attention. But as soon as I was put onto that platform with Mike Feel Same, suddenly people wanted to pay attention, right? I got a side way in, right? So what is it? What can you do? What have you got? Like, what is the path to least resistance for you to get? Like, what is the path that everybody follows? Look at what other paths are available. And what I would recommend is writing down, how do other people get there? Right? And write, don't just write the obvious, write down, you know, what other people have done. Because the answer's probably, if you think about it, it's probably staring you in the face. And it's probably right there in front of you, but sometimes just getting it out, writing it down means that you'll be able to see it. So yeah, hopefully that's useful. Hopefully that's exciting, kind of get your juices flowing and kind of get you thinking like about sideways in and like other ways to achieve your goals. Because at the end of the day, you know, in the Hollywood example, for instance, you know, thousands of actors all out of work, all of Hollywood crying out for writers, right? 
In fact, you know, now they've got all these different channels. They're probably crying out even more, right? So if you want to be an actor, write your way in. That's exactly what I would do now. Fortunately for Hollywood and for everyone else, I actually gave up that pipe dream and realised it wasn't something that I wanted to do. <laughs> and um, so I've spared everybody um, myself as a, as a Hollywood thing. But if I decide at a later date I want to do it, you can bet that that's exactly how I'd go, to ba- go about it, right? So, yeah, that's it for this episode. I'll catch you in the next episode. If you are tired of paying for ads that do not deliver and you need to reach a super targeted audience, driving them direct to your products and services with free targeted evergreen traffic on Google and YouTube, then our gold membership is designed specifically to help you get results fast by claiming your first free Google ads. Now, the great thing is, is that your first two weeks are completely free. To get started, head over to iservefirst.com. That's iservefirst.com. Links in the show notes. And you'll be able to start driving 100% free targeted traffic to your business today.